Welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday! I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Regler. Alex, happy uh, President's Day weekend. We just got through the All-Star festivities. I hope you're feeling a little bit better than you were feeling last week. Yeah, man. Last week was rough. I think that, that might be the closest I've ever been to like dying on a podcast because uh, we had to stop a few times uh, yeah. thanks to uh, my cough attacks. But thankfully, a little better this week. How about you? Good. Uh, I still, two weeks later, still coughing, still have stuff going on. But I feel probably the best I've felt since I've been back at, uh, from Miami. That's for sure. Finally. Finally. Uh, yeah, I feel like I've been sick for two weeks now. So... Uh... I'm looking forward to not coughing every 10, 15 seconds. Yeah. Funny thing about uh, both of us, uh, we were both just in San Francisco this weekend and not together. <laughs> yeah, it was. We did plan that out. I'm surprised that we we didn't bump into each other or anything. But uh, I mean, there was so many people in San Francisco this weekend. It's always a busy city, but on a holiday weekend, and their weather was perfect. It was so crowded in San Francisco. <laughs> so I've been to San Francisco since I was like eight. So I wasn't sure if it's just always this crowded or what. But yeah, my girlfriend and I driving anywhere in the city, it was just bumper to bumper and just it was a ton of traffic. So I was surprised yeah. by that. We just gave up on driving anywhere. <laughs> and we we parked by the Salesforce Tower, the new giant building. And we literally just walked or Ubered. And that was the Uber was like more frustrating. So we just we just walked everywhere. And like you said, it, the weather was really cool. And I, I it was awesome, though. Like I really like the city. I like like the, the architecture. I we we did some uh, sightseeing and we saw like the Mrs. Doubtfire house and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So yeah. So that it definitely was cool though. Yeah, it's sick. And then I actually um, went to Sacramento as well, and I drove by the old uh, Sleep Train Arena, the old Kings Arena. Oh, cool. And it's just empty now and never used and. And it just reminded me of like so many memories with the Lakers happened in that building. Lakers Kings rivalries in the early 2000s were special. And now it's just there. Nothing. <laughs> so I was like, oh, man, just time flies, man, because that arena was was amazing when the Kings were good in the early 2000s. But um, bringing it back to basketball, we did have the all star uh, weekend festivities. Team LeBron, I'm sure the last podcast talked about it, but Team LeBron victorious with the Anthony Davis free throw at the end. Uh, did you enjoy the this Elam scoring format? You know what? I I watched just briefly. I didn't watch the whole thing because, like you said, I was out of town. But um, it looked a lot more entertaining. It looked yeah. more competitive, and it looked a lot like a a lot more fun than past All Star games and stuff like that. So whatever they did, it, it seemed like it worked. What about I happen to I happen to be at dinner for the whole fourth quarter and there was a TV like just perfectly in front of me. So I actually really enjoyed the fourth quarter, but I guess that was like the only quarter that they played hard in. Yeah. And, uh, I guess the, the, each score, each, the score at the end of each quarter was, you know, the deemed a winner and then they got charity. So that was pretty cool. Um, I got a little, like, I don't know if it's FOMO or whatever, but you know, seeing AD Kawhi and LeBron on the same team was nice. <laughs> Uh, what would have been would have been scary for the league. I know nobody plays defense in the All Star game, but just their their uh, it would have been crazy. But uh, AD making the final shot that was awesome. And uh, somebody tweeted at me like, it's fitting that Kobe's final point was a free throw, and then the game that they're honoring him was one on a free throw. Yeah, there was like a few like a few little 
weird things like that during that game. Like I again, I didn't watch the game, but I saw online someone posted a a picture of Chris Middleton like with his back turned and him wearing the Kobe jersey, and it was weirdly like similar to how Kobe looked, like his his figure and his like silhouette. So. There's a little few moments like that where it was kind of like weird little reminders. Of, yeah, and there's yeah. like 157 minus 155 equals 2. And then yeah. 1 plus 5 plus 7 plus 1 plus 5 plus 5 equals 24. And it's just like, whoa, all right. <laughs> or something like that. There were so many tweets that day of just how everything was, you know, pointing towards the 24 and, and 8 and 2. So a good weekend um, for Laker fans. I know LeBron was really trying to get that that moment you know it was 156 155 and it was first to 157 wins and team lebron lebron specifically had so many chances to like get that final bucket but he just couldn't get it and uh ad ends up getting it with the free throw so um really cool i thought it was cool i i didn't watch the the dunk contest or, or any of that stuff i normally don't it's not my thing i it just takes too long yeah. <laughs> and especially now with twitter you can literally like not have a tv on and just be on Twitter refreshing your page, and you'll see the whole dunk contest in a very shortened format style. So um, just not my thing. But um, there is some Laker news, Alex. Uh, not really Laker news, but um, according to Adrian Wojnarowski, uh, Reggie Jackson of the Detroit Pistons is no longer of the Detroit Pistons. He agreed to a buyout with them, and he will sign with the Clippers. Now, you have a story, though. Not really a story, but an observation. Because you retweeted something that that will just explain what you what you noticed. So yeah, so like you said, Woj broke that news earlier today that Reggie Jackson is going to sign with the Clippers, and then he kind of sent like a follow up tweet to that, where he kind of mentioned like what Reggie would kind of bring to the table for the Clippers. But then he also threw in this little nugget that the Lakers were you know considering Reggie Jackson that they kind of had interest in him. But then, like I said, I retweeted that, and then went back to work and then after work that tweet was gone and i just checked his story before going online here and again the lakers aren't mentioned in his his like little post tweet story he usually does so i'm not sure i'm not sure why the lakers um suddenly were removed from the the breaking news but um regardless uh yeah so reggie's gonna join the clippers and not the lakers and he was a guy i kind of kind of hope the lakers would kind of look at because there's not that many good uh, free agents on the market right now, and he's probably would have been one of the best. Right, and who's still available? You have Dion Waiters. Okay, you have yes. J.R. Smith. Sure. And I don't – is Mo Harkless still a Nick? So he's still a Nick, but um, he he is the guy I think would, would be the best possible pickup of, I think, any potential buyout guy because, again, he's like six foot nine. He could defend multiple positions, and – being on the Clippers, you know, that, that that's helpful to get some of that intel based on uh, yeah. the time he had there. And another uh, name, but I think he's headed to Houston, is Damari Carroll of the Spurs. Yeah, Houston got Damari Carroll and Jeff Green over the week, or yesterday, I think. So a lot of those buyout guys are going to be picked up really quickly. Yeah, I, I, I understand that these guys are names that you, you know, on Twitter, everybody's like, oh, the Lakers missed out on on this guy or oh the Lakers missed out on this guy but you know they're getting I've always been of the thought they're getting bought out for a reason you know I know their every situation is different and that the, the the Pistons are not competing and the Spurs are are looks like not making the playoffs or whatever but like I don't see a 
33 year old like Reggie Jackson coming into the Lakers and making like a bigger impact than what they already have. Um, I'm of the opinion that if, if J.R. Smith is worthy enough to bring in now at the end of February or the middle of February, he probably was good enough to bring in way earlier and they, and they haven't, they've had all season to work him out. They've had all season to cut, whoever Troy Daniels, whoever it is that it would be. And they haven't, you know what I mean? Like is, is a, is an older veteran coming from a different team really going to come in and make that big of an impact in the playoffs where it counts. And I don't see it happening. Maybe you can, I I don't have one and I'm not trying to blindside you, but maybe you have uh, um, an example of someone that has done that because I really can't think of a buyout guy coming into a playoff team and being a big difference maker. No, yeah, I think there's actually been like research done on that and of like recent seasons and recent even like trade deadline people not ending up to being the biggest difference makers between winning a championship or not and if you look at the guys that, you know, recently got picked up, it's I mean again, it would be helpful to get just another wing or another ball handler out there, but in the grand scheme of things, like I'm not sure a guy like Reggie Jackson tilts this like the like he's not going to change the odds of winning a championship or not between the Clippers and the Lakers I don't think but I think it just it shows that the Lakers do have these weaknesses still and with the deadline gone and the buyout guys mostly all taken up it looks like this is the team so a lot of fans are a little like kind of nervous I guess about you know are we going to be able to beat the Clippers if we didn't improve and we see them picking up a couple guys but at the end of the day, like you said, the buyout market, I, it's not a place where it's going to save your season or win you a championship. It's just more kind of, you know, fixing up the little things that you had going wrong during the regular season, hopefully uh, going full strength into the playoffs. It'd be really interesting to see, like, has, like, how many of these guys do end up, like, going to the finals with the team. And I know it's slim, even, like, you know... Uh, it's a very rare thing that that would happen, but I would just be curious to see like how many people actually, um, how many players actually have success once they get on a team that goes on a deeper run. Because I think the Lakers, whether they add nobody or add somebody, they're still expected to make at the minimum the Western Conference Finals. Like nothing changes if you don't bring anybody in. If you don't bring anybody in, the expectations for the Lakers is still Western Conference Finals minimum. Everything else is going to be considered a failure because that means if you make it to the Western Conference Finals and I, I guess that even too if you're not paying the if you're not playing the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals and you lose it's still a failure in my book. So so for a team like the Clippers like who did add, you know, Marcus Morris, they added Reggie Jackson, I'm not sure and then they also traded away, you know, Mo Harkless and some others to to make room. Do you do you kind of think that are you in the camp that, you know, messing with team chemistry yes. may may come back and hurt them or do you think just <laughs> for them adding yes much talent for them yes because there was already reports of little in-house like beefing whether it was true or not the reports were there and um you know where there's smoke there's fire i'm always a believer in that it doesn't mean the fire is gonna be really big every time um but yes when you bring in someone like morris who already got in a scuffle in his like second game playing um, it changes the dynamic of a team, and it's not sometimes uh, immediate, but it, it there is you know long term effect, especially on a team that's coached by Doc Rivers, who's notorious for not practicing. <laughs> so 
yeah, it affects a team like the Clippers a lot more because the Lakers practice. The Lakers have a very, very, very cohesive unit, whereas the Clippers, there's already reports of of be, not being happy with Doc's practice schedule. There's already, you know, Marcus Morris already fighting on the court, not like fight, fight, but you know what I mean? Um, so I think that kind of stuff, especially with two superstars who have never played together, who are figure, who are hurt and missing games, and there's just a lot of rotating pieces over there that I think would affect it more. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I think the chances are, are greater over there. Because I think when you come to the Lakers, as a difference between the Clippers and Lakers, yes, you know Kawhi is the guy. Yes, you know Paul George is the second guy. But neither of them are like the leader of the team. It doesn't seem like it. It seems like it's it's the guys like uh, like um, Pat Beverly. Or, Pat like Beverly. A, or, or even like... Lou Williams seems like more of a vocal leader than 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 obviously than Kawhi. But when you come to the Lakers, you know who the guys are, you know who the leaders are, and it's simple. So I think having that for the Lakers is an advantage, and pro- honestly, probably why some guys would rather sign with the Clippers because we've all heard about playing with LeBron sometimes. And I guess it also doesn't. It helps the Lakers in the sense that their stars kind of work off of each other, whereas a guy like Kawhi and Paul George, it's more of like a your turn, my turn type of thing on the on the wing and if you add you also saw a guy like Lou Williams and now Morris these are guys who've kind of been dependent on scoring with the ball in their hands instead of kind of making a play for the other star player so I it's good I mean they definitely got I think better at just I think so too but at the end of the day I, I think they are going to miss Harkless's defense a lot I think having the, I thought they were really building something really nice there um, before the trades happened but again that adding talent is probably best way to go in uh, like situations like this but the i mean i think for the lakers they're hoping that when the playoffs come and the benches become shorter and it's just more of a stars versus stars type game that lebron and ad in seven game series is what you know ultimately wins and guys like reggie jackson and marcus morris are just kind of marginal moves i think that's what they're banking on at least yeah but do you agree with what i said about about their standard for success I know I was the guy in the offseason that was like, hey, man, the Lakers are new together. They never play together. They might be a really low seed. Obviously, I was wrong. And now they are looking like they're uh, either Western favorites or second. But do you agree with with what I said, saying if they don't at least make the Western Conference Finals, this season's a failure? I I mean, failure is a harsh word, but like I considering how good they are and like how good they've been this season and in terms of like who else is in the West. Like, I don't see another team besides the Clippers, like beating them in a seven game series. Like, I don't see Houston beating them. I don't see Utah or Denver. Like Lakers have beat Denver a couple times already. And although there were close games, like Denver doesn't really kind of scare me if I'm the Lakers. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like I don't, unless they have to play the Clippers like in a second round and they lose a hard fought series and I can see it. But yeah, I mean, I would, I would be disappointed if they don't make it to the Western conference finals or, or even the finals. Like I, I know they've lost both times against the Clippers, but I, 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 it's hard to bet against LeBron and AD in a seven-game series. Like, no matter what, and like when the play, LeBron just usually steps up to an, another level in the playoffs. And AD has been really good in the playoffs, and the few chances he's been there. And the Clippers didn't really address their size, you know, department there. They still have Zubots, and they're going to rep- depend on him a lot in the playoffs. And he's never, you know, played in the playoffs, so. Um, oh no, he played last year. But um, yeah, like, I I still bank on LeBron and AD, and if they don't make it to the Western Conference Finals, I I see that as a disappointment for sure. 
Yeah. And I, I'm just like, I really am under the assumption that the it's going to be Lakers one Clippers two. you know, the Clippers are one game behind the nuggets right now. I just think long-term, even if Paul George remains in and out of the lineup with his injuries, I still think just adding Kawhi to an already really good Clippers team makes them still uh, favorites or second favorites in the West. Like it, I, I don't think that really determines like Paul George makes it really difficult for the Lakers to beat them. Uh-huh. Uh, but Paul George doesn't not having Paul George doesn't mean that the Clippers can't beat the Lakers. You know, I think they're just a, that good of a team. So I, I, I just think it's going to be one, two and, and the, I think we're headed towards that Western final, no matter what. And hopefully the Lakers do get there um, because they're playing that well. And, you know, we'll see what happens with the other 29 games. Um, there are some other side stuff that we'll talk about, but um, I'm at AlexPedia86 on Twitter. You're at Alex M. Regla. Um, I got your newsletter, right? Number two. Mm-hmm. How do we sign up for your newsletter? Yeah, so it's called Throwdowns, and it's at Substack. So if you just either go on my Twitter, Alex M. Regla, I'll have the information there. If not, you can just Google throwdowns.substack, and you can subscribe there. It's mostly Lakers, mostly wrestling stuff. So, yeah, so far I'm really uh, grateful for everyone who's uh, signed up. Almost 100 followers already, so that's nice. that's really cool. At Alex M. Regla on Twitter. Check it out on the throwdowns. Um, the Lakers have a pretty difficult schedule coming up to start off the second half of the season. Um, they currently have a four-game lead in the West. Um, and then they're four and a half behind the Bucks. Not that that matters, but for the best record in the NBA. But they do have a four-game lead in the Western Conference, and their upcoming schedule starts off like this. I'll just boom. I'm going to say every game from here for the next month because it's kind of daunting when you say it that fast. You got the Grizzlies, the Celtics, the Pelicans, at the Warriors, at the Grizzlies, at the Pelicans, the Sixers, Bucks, Clippers, Nets, Rockets, Nuggets, at the Jazz, and the Jazz. Wow. That is their schedule from here <laughs> till, Mar- till March 18th, the next 30 days. Um, a lot of them, a lot of the hard ones um, at home, but, you know, still difficult schedule. Obviously, emotional every time they play the Pelicans. It'll be the first time they play the Pelicans with Zion Williamson. We all saw what the Celtics did to them uh, in, in Boston. And then of course, you got the Sixers and the Bucks, not on a back-to-back, but back-to-back games. Um, so, I mean, that's a, at least that stretch there between on Tuesday, March 3rd, it's against the Sixers, then Friday against the Bucks, then Sunday against the Clippers. All three at home, at least for that, the really, really difficult stretch. But man, yeah, the next 30 days for the Lakers, I hope they come back refreshed and ready to go right away because it's not going to be easy. I mean, this is a, a really good chance for them to to beat those teams all season. We've been waiting for them to beat, like like you said, Sixers. They lost. They haven't beat the Clippers. They haven't beat the Sixers. They haven't beat the Bucks. They just lost to the Rockets, so I'm sure they want to beat the Rockets. And again, those two, and then two games back to back against the Jazz. That's tough. Yeah. And, and even those earlier games, like you said, the Grizzlies twice. Mm-hmm. Um, like Grizzlies are fighting for a playoff spot. Like the Pelicans are fighting for a playoff spot. Like those aren't going to be gimme games. So. Yeah, the Lakers. And that game, a... and that game against the Warriors the other day was very close too. I mean, they definitely so... <laughs> play down to their competition sometimes. So yeah, they do. Um, yeah, so it, it's a really tough schedule here. Like I, I'm still really wanting to see that Lakers Clippers matchup. We haven't we haven't been able to see that. So 
that's gonna be good. I want to see how they respond against Boston after they got destroyed by them in Boston last game. So this is a really good test for them to finally show that hey, we can beat these good teams. And if they can go on beat like if they can go like at least five hundred during this yeah. stretch where they can finally get some wins against these teams, like I think that'll be huge for them going into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean the Lakers. I mean, they've only lost twelve games during the season so far. I believe they're fifteen and ten against teams with a five hundred or better record. So, which is better than the Clippers now. And they're seven and three in their last ten. But I think this break kind of neutralizes everything. Um, it's going to be tough, man. But they they've given themselves a cushion because we've seen that the Clippers and the Nuggets are are very good. But we've seen the Clippers lose to really bad teams as well. So if the Lakers handle business against the teams that they're supposed to, which is basically all of them, but you know they sh- they should still be okay after that stretch and still be in the first place in the Western Conference. Yeah, I'm not sure. Like how, at this point, do you think they're kind of in the mindset that they just want to get that number one seed, and then, or do you think it's they'll eventually start to rest guys or not? Because they haven't done any type of load management or any of that this season. Do you think they just want to get that number one seed no matter what and if they have that locked up, they'll finally rest guys in the final week, or do you think they'll start sprinkling in, you know, some DNPs for LeBron and AD? Well, how about I think we might find out next, uh, starting on Sunday, because they play, um, <laughs> they play a lot of games in a, in a short amount of time. Yeah, I was on. They play. I mean, wow. I mean, one, every other day it seems like every other day with with a back to back. So they have, you know. Uh, on a span here of uh, six, seven games in about f- 13 days, 14 days. So we might find out pretty quickly what they're going to do. Uh, I think it'll be helpful, um, but I think that it's more important for the Lakers to have the one seed than it is to the Clippers in that locker room, mm-hmm. obviously because the Clippers have sacrificed games basically already. Yeah. So that kind of shows you who it's, it's more important for, where the Lakers just play everybody unless they got hurt. Um, every team, Every team's different, you know? I mean – LeBron seems to be healthier than 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 obviously than last year, but he seems to be 100%. AD seems to always be working with something, whether it's major or small. Um, the Lakers are an older team than the Clippers, so it's probably a better idea if the Lakers do start doing some some uh, load management. And I think it's not a bad idea. I mean, it's been proven to have your guys healthy for the playoffs is a really good thing to do. So. I wouldn't mind seeing it. I don't. I don't think your question was if I mind seeing it, but I, I, I kind of would like to see it here and there. I'm looking at the schedule right now, like the final two, four, uh, last seven games. These are they play the last seven games of the season: the Kings, the Thunder, the Bulls, the Warriors, the Wolves, and the Kings, and then the Suns. So if they should have it locked up by then, I, I mean that's a good seven games where they can actually rest guys because those teams you know are very good and they'll be out of the playoffs by then so i mean there there could be a chance at the very end of the season to rest guys and still be competitive during this really good stretch here yeah you know it, it, that's a really really good point because um you know besides the thunder it's like you're not really expecting any of those teams to be uh, playing for anything mm-hmm. so um that's a really good point i and i think that the, it's probably a really good idea if they have stuff locked in i wouldn't be surprised if like you know, LeBron and AD don't travel to Phoenix for the last game. Like, I would stay. hope not. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I don't want stay them to stay in LA, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, I just want them to be healthy. Like, especially if they don't add a guy in the buyout market, like a point guard. I mean, I don't. At this point, like, I think the team 
is the team. Like, even if they do sign someone, I don't think it's going to be a difference maker at all. So I, that just means keep LeBron and AD healthy no matter what. Like, that's that's your meal ticket right there, those two guys. Yeah. So the, the team is the team. Is the team. It's just there no matter go. if they can stay healthy or not. There you go. All right, well, let's wrap up on some quick stuff. Um, LeBron, super angry about the Astros. Giannis says maybe L.A. <coughs> And Vogel gives a boogie update. What do you want to start with? Let's do uh, the LeBron and uh, MLB tweet. So, so obviously, if you follow sports in general, you know that the Houston Astros are under fire and they keep making things worse for themselves. And baseball is not doing them any favors, especially after Rob Manfred, the commissioner of baseball, opened his mouth this week. <laughs> and and uh, it's just bad. Anyways, the Astros cheated. They won the World Series in 2017. Um, they didn't remove the championship or take away the championship from them. Um, and now the fallout is going like crazy today. LeBron, uh, chimed in and he tweeted this, uh, listen, I know I don't play baseball, but I am in sports and I know if someone cheated me out of winning the title and I found out about it, I would be fucking irate. I mean like uncontrollable about what I would do, could do. Listen, listen here, baseball. What do you say? Listen here, baseball commissioner. Listen to your players speaking today about how disgusted, mad, hurt, broken, etc. about this. Literally, the ball is in your court, or should I say field, and you need to fix <laughs> fix this for the sake of sports. Hash- Here's my favorite this part. This is my favorite part. Hashtag just my thoughts coming from a sports junkie regardless my sport, my own sport I play. There you go. So LeBron chimed in. Uh, but yeah, man, it has been for baseball just brutal and right now the Dodgers my favorite part about this the Dodgers players are literally untouchable right now and they are all saying whatever the hell they want because they know that there's no way that the commissioner of baseball would sack up and come punish them uh-huh. even though like so they're just saying whatever they want and it is literally fantastic I cannot not imagine like when Dame Lillard was screwed over on that goaltend for a game when he shot a couple weeks ago and he went on Twitter and he was like talking shit and then he got like fined. Right now, the Dodgers can go on and tweet whatever the hell they want and there's no punishment and it is a fun thing to see. Cody Ballinger and Justin Turner have just like gone off like this week. Like again, like you said, it's it's that's it sucks. The whole situation's like brutal and I, I definitely get why the players are frustrated, but like getting to hear all these players just come out and they, like you said, they could say literally whatever they want and with no consequences. And uh, it's like that part's been cool. But um, this LeBron tweet today, like I, I couldn't stop laughing at it. The hashtag alone, the hashtag, yeah, is the whole tweet. It's just the hashtag. Um, yeah. But yeah, it just goes to show, like this, like this sucks, like from so many different levels. Like even players from other sports and like people not even involved with sports are, have come out and said stuff about it. So uh, good on LeBron. Like again, like he's. He has a really powerful voice in this situation, no matter like what sport he's in. So, hopefully, I don't. I mean, Houston, the Astros are not going. I doubt anything else happens to him at this point. But at least getting to see everybody get their jokes off and the whole tattoo you know, scandal that happened recently, <laughs> also like, yeah. there's new stories every day that at least makes it a little, a little entertaining. Yeah, because now it's like the the players who are not like Bregman and Altuve are trying to come out and speak for themselves. And they're just making it worse. Like, Correa made it worse. Oh, yeah. Anybody that makes it worse, it's, just, it's like, don't, you know, talk. But you know what LeBron could do? He could get Cody Ballinger. He could get Dave Roberts and Justin Turner on an episode of The Shop. 
and talk about this because I think that would be a very interesting episode to hear different players from different sports talk about what is happening right now in baseball. Dude, that's a great idea. Like yeah. I, that, that'd be amazing because it's so unfiltered as it is. Like yeah. just hearing those guys talk shop and stuff like that, that'd be great. Cause it'd be an interesting conversation. Cause you talk about, you know, obviously the Astros cheated, but there's so many different things that have happened in baseball with, you know, fixing games or, or Pete Rose gambling on games. Then you got McGuire, Sosa steroids. <coughs> now you got the Astros cheating. Like, you know, you go back all the way to the black Sox. I think that it was back that, that did something. I, I'm drawing a blank for some, for some reason. Sorry, but baseball's had a lot of layers of, of cheating or, or something. So that that's a, that's a really interesting conversation to like to talk about with baseball players and football. You got guys doing steroids all the time, but no, it's not really a big deal. Even though that's cheating. And in basketball, you never hear about um, really steroids or anything like that. But we had the whole Tim Donahue thing and how that affected games. So just be a really, it would be a really, if he gets like players from every major sport and they have an episode about the shop, that would be really good. Yeah. Like baseball is, is, you know, screwed up, man. Like they got issues, like you said, going back since its existence, just in terms of racism and everything. Like it's, it's baseball for as like beloved as it is and how much of an, you know, a pastime it is and everything that it's just, <coughs> it's had issues like since its existence. So this is just the latest example. And like you said, it'd be great to see LeBron kind of tackle that and give these guys an outlet to kind of speak their, speak their minds and stuff like that. But, Thankfully, they get yeah. to do that right now with, because, like you said, they have no consequences. Like no one's gonna it's get fired. Really or anything. It's really great. It's really great. I like the op, like the Astros should never talk again, and the Dodgers should never stop talking. It's like <laughs> they they don't play each other this year. That's the worst part is that the Astros and Dodgers don't play each other, not even in spring training. So it's it's that's the only bummer. I think a lot of Dodger fans are traveling to uh, to Anaheim for Angels nice. games. I heard so. We'll probably I said. There. I said the. Best. I mean, it's already happened in a minor league thing, and I saw uh, a non-Astros fan showed up to spring training on Monday and started banging trash cans oh already. Oh my god! But dude, if you could do like bring your own trash can night at a MLB oh game, oh my god! Because you're playing the Astros, that would be the most amazing game. That'd be so crazy. That'd be so good. But yeah, LeBron chiming in on the on MLB's uh, MLB's, and he even put a baseball emoji. That was the best. <laughs> He put a baseball emoji in the longest hashtag I've seen LeBron ever use. Uh, quick uh, Lakers player update. Frank Vogel, during his all-star press conference, said that uh, Boogie Cousins is poss- can possibly return uh, by the time the playoffs start. Um, and I'll just, ask, I'll just ask you, can the Lakers utilize Boogie Cousins, or would that be a detriment to the, I guess, the, the cohesion that they've built all year? Yeah, I was thinking about this today because, like, if Boogie does come back healthy and everything, like, I don't even know what a healthy Boogie looks like in 2020. Right. So it's not because the healthy Boogie, healthy Boogie last year in the regular season for the Warriors was really good, mm-hmm. but then playoff Boogie got hurt, and then Finals Boogie was bad. Exact. That's it right there. Is the last time we did see Boogie somewhat healthy and somewhat playing, he was he was not good, and he would get exposed like constantly in, in those games. So. I mean, I doubt another year off and another major injury is going to get him better or make him look any better. So, like, I, I, I get why fans are, you know, 
hoping that he comes back and he adds a spark or something. But again, you're, you're going to be taking minutes away from someone if that happens. And again, this team has this great chemistry on the floor. They're starting to learn where each guy likes to get the ball, where guys cut, stuff like that. And Boogie, just implementing a, a guy like him who's like a star presence, like that's really tough to do, especially if you're just doing it right at the beginning of the playoffs. Like that can mess things up. So, I mean, I wouldn't get my hopes up in terms of him. Yeah, we're talking about which players are going to get cut to shorten the <coughs> roster for the playoffs, you know? We're not really looking at adding another, you know, seven-footer almost so to the, to the three that they already have. It would be uh, – and especially the way, the way that Dwight Howard has surprised <coughs> everybody this year and JaVale's kind of doing a lot of what he did last year. So um, I think th- those two guys are handling it really well. But obviously Boogie's scoring ability is just on another level compared to those two guys. That's the only real po- uh, positive I could see. We're always talking about, you know, third score. We haven't talked about it finally on the, on an episode. And uh, yeah. But now it's like, you know, Boogie can score. But, yeah, it would be a lot to ask of Boogie to get thrown into this team that potentially could be the one seed. So, But we'll see what happens. And then finally, um, all you Laker fans on Twitter freaked out earlier on Tuesday because Giannis uttered the word L.A., and I'll put it into context. He did an interview uh, with USA Today, and he was asked this question. You got one brother with you in Milwaukee, another in L.A. Have you ever thought about what it would be like having everyone together? And this was Giannis's exact quote. He says, I think that would be amazing. Obviously, we'd spend more time together, and I'm 100% sure my mom would love that. But if we could team up in a team, Milwaukee, L.A., whatever, that would be awesome. Quote. And this is the first time that he's acknowledged that he could play in L.A., Alex. It's confirmed. So Giannis selling. Oh, it's confirmed. My bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. underselling it then. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The jersey's already printed. It's it's going to happen. It's just a matter of time. <laughs> the, Lakers but, um, do, the Lakers already do know how to spell Antetokounmpo. There so. you go. They got they got it down. Um, I, I mean, like, yeah, like it could happen, right? Like if they get the, the cap room and he bops out and all that stuff, like, and – he has his brother here it's like it gives him a shot at it so again like uh whatever you whatever you can do to get him like that's the guy you do whatever it takes to get him no matter what you can sign every single one of his brothers build the whole team around just his family and i'd be happy yeah this is the uh this is the guy that anthony davis just was but in two years so He's, this is the guy that Kawhi was. This is the guy that Paul George was. You know, like, there's there's always going to be the, the the next guy. And Giannis was like, I'll never play in L.A. And now he said that. So he's getting loosened up a little bit. There was uh-huh. a picture in at the All-Star game with Rob Palenka right behind him. And people freaked out about that. <laughs> so, I mean, if you got tired of the Kawhi stuff, if you got tired of the Paul George stuff, if you got tired of the AD stuff, now we got the Giannis stuff coming, and it's not going to stop. So... The Lakers, that's the Lakers. And I, and I know we keep referencing other sports, but when you are Real Madrid and Manchester United, you get linked with every great player out there. There's a reason why Ronaldo was on both of those teams, you know? Like, there's that's just what happens when you are at the statue of the, Lake, of the Lakers. And, I mean, the Knicks haven't been good in my life, and they get linked with everybody. That's just what happens. So Giannis is the new one, and get ready for it. Although you said wait. it's although you said it's official, so oh, it's official. AD Giannis, uh, twenty twenty one. That's it. Okay, everybody. 
We're going to wrap it up. This has been Taco Tuesday. <laughs> Subscribe, Spotify, Apple, everywhere you guys get podcasts. Subscribe. Uh, I'm at AlexPadilla86. He's at AlexRegla. Go to his Twitter. Sign up for his newsletter. Support great writers just like Alex. We appreciate you guys. We'll talk to you next week. Peace.